Hello, I'm Dr. Julia Dana. Welcome to the Dermal Distinction Podcast, a master guide on science, beauty, and ethics in aesthetics. I've had decades of real life experience in aesthetics, dentistry, and training, and I'm passionate about passing on my insider knowledge and teaching you the techniques, the science, and the heart behind the rapidly growing world of cosmetic medicine. The Dermal Distinction Podcast is a safe space to explore the ethical approach to cosmetic injecting and education. It is a front row seat to a lesson in aesthetics, injectables, and skin science. As always, before undertaking any treatment, it is important that you seek advice from a qualified practitioner about your concerns. Join me each week with an open mind and remember, cosmetic injecting isn't just about changing faces, it's about changing lives. You know, I know a little bit about adversity, especially when it comes to entering into the cosmetic injectable space. So I'm going to share a little bit about a story about myself where I've had to uh, face some battles to get to where I'm at. So when I first entered this space 13 years ago as a dentist, it really wasn't the done thing. In fact, if we looked at, you know, the guidelines of my scope of practice, there wasn't actually much written about it at all. But what I decided was that I was going to delve into this space and really have a look at it because ultimately... The reason for me doing this was because I wanted to create aesthetic results that I couldn't achieve in any other way, so I thought it was worth the battle. So my first foray into cosmetic injectables was going to a course, and when I went to the course, I remember feeling inspired and I remember feeling excited about the possibility, but there was something kind of tugging me back a little bit in the back of my mind because I was thinking, I don't think I can advertise this because it's not the done thing for a dentist to do. And so, you know, that really held me back for probably a good couple of years at the beginning of my journey was because I was scared of what other people would think and I was scared of what other people would say. And I think that some of um, my lack of confidence at that time was really just me hiding hiding behind this barrier. And so, you know, without going into all the gory details, really early on in my career, I was challenged on this. I was challenged in me just being a dentist and moving into this space. The the question that was given to me was, why am I moving here? Because I guess there was almost, I was a threat. I was moving into a space that traditionally wasn't my own. And I held my head up high and I thought, you know what, I'm actually really good at this and I'm ethical about it. So it's not like I'm offering treatments to my patients that I can't do or I don't know or I'm not educated in. I needed to have confidence and I moved forward with that mindset. And so from that early time uh, where, you know, it was really questioned, I hid for a long time and I just moved forward within my own practice but not really advertising at all, definitely not putting it on social media. And I was achieving results and I thought, you know what, I'm actually, I should be proud of this and I should be sharing this with other people. And so really that was kind of the spark. That was the spark at the beginning of my journey. I'm thinking to myself, I'm giving these results to patients, but I also find myself almost scared to tell other patients that they can achieve those same results because of, I guess, this negative pushback. And I decided I needed to rise above it. And I decided that I needed to have the confidence in both myself and what I knew and that 
if I had a challenge, you know what, I could take that head on because I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm being safe and I know that I'm being ethical. And from that moment on, I really rose above it and I decided I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it properly. And when I made that mindset shift, boy, did exciting things start to happen. My whole career just took on a whole new life of its own. The reason for me telling you this story and for creating this podcast is because I know that you're going to have these challenges too. And I'd like to keep sharing my story to help your story and your career really go in the direction that you want it to go. I want you to have confidence. I want you to learn from my journey because my journey is going to help your success and create a wonderful career path that gives both you the excitement that I have and the passion that I have and the results that I can um, create, you'll be able to do those too. Let's start by talking a little bit about my background. So I first graduated as a dentist in 1996, and I really can't believe that it's been almost 27 years. I began my dental practice then in 1998, and I worked as a clinical practitioner with patients for a real long time. I had a bit of a breakthrough moment in probably around 10 years ago, maybe even 13 years ago, where I thought I wanted to give my patients more. I wanted to do something else. And that's when I started looking at cosmetic injectables. Well, once I started working in the cosmetic injectable space, I I fell in love with it. I really did. I fell in love with um, doing the treatments. I fell in love with the patient experiences I was having. But the one thing that I found that was lacking for me was uh, me giving back to the profession. And so with, I guess, a little bit of guidance and assistance from my fellow associate dentists and so forth, I thought, you know what, I've actually got a talent for this and I think that I can give back. And so I decided with the right opportunities that I'd become an educator in this space. And it's something I truly love. I really love it. I love it for so many reasons. Probably my favorite thing about being in the education space is meeting new people. So I love to see the journey that practitioners are taking. I love to work with them and see their success, their journey. And I love being ethical So one of the things that I think that I bring to the table is that unlike, I guess, some of the educators out there, I work in the profession and so I've got real life experience and I love to give that and to to the people that I come across, so the practitioners, and it's something that I'm really passionate about and I, I truly can't express how much I love working with practitioners and watching their growth and watching their journey because it's something that gives me joy by giving them joy. So when I'm working in the education space, what I love to see is a new cosmetic injector bloom. So often we have cosmetic uh, wannabe injectors that come into my education space who, for whatever reason, have gotten a little bit stuck, a little bit bored, want to bring a new skill set to their patients and I love to be part of that journey. So I have practitioners that come in from all over Australia and 
what I love to see in that journey is that they're wanting to give their patient a gift, to give them the icing on the cake. And I love to be a part of watching that unravel and watching the skill set grow. So some of my favourite parts of being an educator is that a practitioner will come in with that little bit of boredom almost in their daily practice and getting stuck on not being able to deliver a result. And when we work through the different techniques and treatments and we problem solve and we work through, you know, things like anatomy and the different options that are available, all of a sudden I see light bulb moments. And for me, that is magic. I love seeing the magic come alive where, you know, a practitioner has been giving results that got them from A to B, but now they can take their patient on the journey through C, D, E, and so on. And for me, that's the most powerful and magic moment of the entire journey where they're able to just bridge that final gap for their patient. So one of the most common questions that I get asked is how did I go from dentistry to being in the cosmetic injector space? And for me, it happened on a Sunday afternoon. It was just an ordinary Sunday afternoon. I was having some lunch, chicken lunch with some friends. And my friend is an Ola Magzilla facial surgeon who I idolize. So for me and for those people who don't know about oral and maxillofacial surgeons, it takes so much dedication. And in, you know, a dental practitioner's life, you know, going through the journey of medicine and then going through dentistry and then going on and doing a specialist degree, for me, that is like the pinnacle of education and knowledge and power. And my great friend, Mr. Michael Hayes, was that person for me. He was someone that I always looked up to. And on this one Sunday afternoon, many years ago, we were having lunch at his house and just out of nowhere, he seemed to say, you should look into this Botox thing. And I looked at him um, at the time and I remember thinking, seriously, what are you, what are you talking about? That's like crazy. Because if we go back all those years, it just wasn't something that dentists did. And I must have had a really um, puzzled look on my face and I looked at him and I said to him, Michael, why? And he said, I think that you'd be good at it and I think that what you need to look at is there was a case that happened in the US where a patient was unhappy about having a gummy smile and so they went to their dentist, which you would make that connection there. So they went to their dentist to ask, well, what are the solutions for a gummy smile? And if we go back all those years, the only solution for that patient at that time, and rightly so, was that the dentist referred the patient to an orthodontist and the orthodontist looked and did the assessments and it was decided that the treatment plan would involve both orthodontics and oral surgery, which is pretty life-changing because it was able to turn that patient from having a gummy smile to having no gummy smile. However, that journey is not easy. It's an um, arduous journey that takes many years. And all went well with the patient 
But sometime later, the patient is talking to one of her friends and is recalling the journey that she's just been on, which has taken years. And I'm listening intently to um, my friend Michael Hayes talking about this and I'm thinking, okay, this is, I'm following, this is all making sense to me. And then the patient who's gone through this journey looks at her friend and, you know, says, oh, look, you know, I've been on this journey, it took years, I, you know, um, missed out on some things, but, you know, I'm really happy with the result. And her friend turns around and says to her, why don't you just do Botox? And a penny dropped. It was like a bomb almost going off at that particular moment because the patient who's been through this journey says to her friend, "Uh, what? And when Michael was telling me this story, I thought, you know what, he's got such a point because Whenever I do any other type of treatment, I would never go to surgery as being the one and only option. And I'm really setting my patients up for this because I don't know enough about cosmetic injectables. And that one little moment on a Sunday afternoon literally changed my life because from there I decided that I needed to invest in some education in this space. And it just opened up this world just like a complete world I didn't even know existed. Want to know why I tell this story? Because I'm hoping that with the Dermal Distinction podcast, you're going to gain some insight into why I went down this path. And perhaps from that one moment on a Sunday afternoon that changed my life, I'll give you some tips and tricks and we'll we'll talk through what helped me create a life and a career that I love and maybe you'll find some inspiration and create some more magic in your career and find moments that you love. What I've found just so inspiring in my journey, and you can probably hear that sometimes my voice is breaking up, is that my mentor, Michael Hayes, in that one little moment of you know him sharing what he thought would be helpful to me, I don't think that he realised the power and and I guess, the enormity of what he gave me. And once I stepped into that space, not only did I love it, but I guess I was almost overwhelmed in that moment by finding that I was stepping into cosmetic medicine and I didn't realise how big this space was going to become, not only for me but also for my patients. And what I hope that I can do with the Dermal Distinction podcast for you is to help bridge that gap between what you know now and what you might look at, look uh, learning and finding out, and even from a patient perspective, understanding where you can take this and how far the treatments come. And that's what I'm hoping to achieve with Dermal Distinction Podcasts. What I'd love to share with you is support and guidance and you being able to find your mentor in this space. And if I play just a little part in being perhaps a bit of a support and a guide for you so that you can take that leap of faith into cosmetic medicine, that would be a great outcome for both of us. One of the things that I hope to share with you is that although cosmetic medicine is glamorous and it's, you know, filled with social media and so forth, what is sometimes lacking is people sharing their journey with you. The, the stories of success, the stories of failure, and I'm hoping that you'll find support and guidance 
and hopefully a little bit of insight into the uh, cosmetic medicine uh, branch of your practice so that you can help your patients and feel the success and support. What I'm hoping that you'll find with Dermal Distinction Podcast 2 is a friend, someone that you can reach out to. And for me, that would be the real success story. If you feel that you are lacking a little bit of confidence to either take the leap or to take your career into that next level, I hope that I can be there and just show you some of the steps that I took to get to this point in my career where I'm happy and I've found the real magic between cosmetic injectables and cosmetic aesthetic results. In every episode of Dermal Distinction, you're going to find some little piece of information, a little bit of wisdom that I can pass on to you. I've dedicated my life to education in the cosmetic injectable space and really bridging together what you do in your day-to-day endeavors and moving into cosmetics and aesthetics. I'm hoping that from each little moment that we spend together, you'll pick up a little bit of magic that you can bring to your patients and to also make you a successful and confident practitioner. Being dedicated to ethics is something that I uphold in both my clinical practice and in education, and this is so important for every practitioner. Just because we move into cosmetic medicine doesn't mean that we should forget our core values, and these should be based on science, anatomy, and putting your patient first at all times. This is where I sit in the education space. This is where I sit in the clinical practice space. And I'm hoping to share this with you in the Dermal Distinction podcast every single time that we meet together. Ethics in action looks like this. When we're talking to our patients, ethics needs to be the cornerstone of everything we do, of every decision we make. Ethics is the way of our current practice and it should be of our future practice because we make better decisions, we offer better treatment options and we get better outcomes. Ethics is so important to creating an arena of trust between both ourselves and our patient but also between ourselves and other practitioners. This is where I sit in both the clinical arena with my patients but also in the education space. I think that ethics needs to be at the, you know, peak of what we do when we are teaching for many reasons, because if we put science first, if we put ethics first, we're basing it on real outcomes, real confidence in our injecting techniques, real confidence in understanding our anatomy, but most important, ethics keeps our patients safe. It gives us great outcomes and it needs to be the most important thing that we keep at the heart of everything we do. If we don't put ethics first, sometimes we start to think about, I guess, distracting areas that really start to interfere with our process. And I have seen these things play out and often what will happen is that ethics will always come back. And when it comes back and it's at the forefront of what we do for our patients, we can't go wrong. And patients see that they have confidence in us. And of course, for us to be successful, 
We need to have patients that are confident. We need to have patients that want us to treat them. We want to have patients that look at us for that guidance and for our advice. And I use this same principle when I'm teaching practitioners too. I want practitioners that come to me to come to me knowing that I'm an ethical practitioner, knowing that I'm going to give them real advice that's based on science, that's based on anatomy, that's based on best practice because without ethics, I think that everything else starts to um, become diluted and we start to lose our focus and our core principle of patient safety and patient outcomes first. So for me, ethics needs to be so important and at the top of the tree when I'm both in clinical practice and in education. And through the Dermal Distinction podcast, each episode we're going to touch on the ethics of treatments that we offer, of trends and you know, different items that come up because we need to keep ethics first because this will give us better results and most importantly, great success. Earlier, I shared the story of the gummy smile. You know, this is how I got into um, cosmetic medicine. And, you know, the funny thing is that this is becoming a recurring theme. So, you know, just a couple of days ago, I saw a patient with a gummy smile and, you know, it comes flooding back to me straight away, you know, that, that time that I was sitting with Michael Hayes years ago. When we're looking after a patient, we always have to be really ethical in our decisions and our options that we provide to a patient. So a gummy smile can be treated in a number of different ways and it is my ethical responsibility to a patient to discuss the diagnosis. This always has to be the core principle of where we come from because from this, you know, the diagnosis, we can then present the treatment options and some of those might be surgical in some cases, but we always have to think about our patient and what does the patient want and work through that with a patient. So, for example, I had a patient literally yesterday who I had seen back in February and she had initially presented to me wanting her lips done and specifically a Russian lip done, which for those of you who don't know what a Russian lip is, it's a very extreme enlargement of the lips. The thing is when I saw this patient, her lips were already large and I'm not a yes person. Ethics has to come first. And when she came to see me, I um, looked at her uh, photos and I looked at her and she said, oh, look, I want, I want my lips done in a Russian technique. And I looked at her and said, I'm not doing your lips. That was just not going to happen that day. And I talked through the um, reasons for my decision. And my reasons for that particular decision on that day was because the proportions of her face would have just com been completely thrown out. And it was my responsibility to tell her that I wasn't going to be a yes person for that day. And so we talked through the different options that I thought were appropriate for her and instead we started to improve some of the proportions of her face. So that particular day we did her cheeks. Anyway, fast forward to yesterday where she came in to see me again and the first thing she did when she walked into my treatment room was said, thank you, I'm so glad I didn't do lips. 
I started looking at my face when I went home and I realised what you were saying. And in that moment there, that really captures exactly why ethics have to come first. You need to put your patient first because it guides everything that you do. It guides your patient's confidence and so on. So when we come back to yesterday, this same patient, I said to her, so how do you feel about your lips now? She said to me, you know what, I actually think they're a bit too big. And so in that moment back in February where I stuck to my guns and I went forward with ethics first, we got a great outcome for my patient, not only because I didn't blow her proportions out, which would have just looked ridiculous, but because I made a patient happy and I made her happy in the best possible way, which was to show her that actually the the thing that she thought was an aesthetic concern actually wasn't. It was a lack of confidence in other things that actually improved her life in, in so many better ways. And from that particular moment, she has complete and utter faith and confidence in me. And so we're slowly building out the proportions of her face to better balance. And she looks great. She feels great. And I feel great because I've been part of that journey. And I guess when I'm teaching practitioners, this is one of the things that I like to take them on that journey with me to show them that we learn these different techniques, but, you know, part of, I guess, our ethical responsibility to our patient is even though we know how to do it, it doesn't mean we're always going to do it. And that might mean that, you know, in some particular situations, we might actually refer our patient off because maybe they do need that surgery. But for other patients, maybe the cosmetic injectables are going to work better for them. You know, there's other patients where they've come in and asked for cosmetic injectables and for various reasons, I didn't feel it was right. And it could be that they weren't in the right mindset at that particular moment. It could be that what they were asking for was actually a social media trend. And my role in their treatment is to assess them properly, to go through the treatment options with them and to take them on that journey of, I guess, self-discovery. And part of that self-discovery is gaining the confidence in knowing the difference between what they think they need and what they actually need. And for me, that's the power of aesthetics. And I guess one of the most important things when it comes to our responsibility to the patient is to lead them in the right direction. And sometimes that direction might be making no treatment choice at all. I'm often asked by aspiring cosmetic injectors how they get into the industry and what kind of training and also what direction they should take. So I think one of the most important cornerstones is to look at why. Why do you want to do this? If you're thinking of moving into this space because you want to make a positive outcome on your patients' lives and also have success and confidence in what you're doing, this is a good why. Things that potentially are not so great is if you're looking for, you know, glamour, if you're looking for a financial incentives, because sometimes they will take you down a path that maybe isn't, you know, ethical or maybe isn't patient-centric. 
When practitioners come to visit me and spend some time with me in Dermal Distinction Academy, one of the opening, I guess, pieces of information that I give them is that your core treatment protocols should be based on three main bases. So it should be anatomy first. We should always know that when we're looking at our patient, we should understand the anatomy of that particular area that we're thinking of treating. You shouldn't aim a needle or a device. It's something that you don't understand. Number two, technique. So we always look at technique when it comes to Dermal Distinction Academy. So, for instance, some people might use a needle for some treatments. Other people might use a cannula or it could be a device. It could be a device that you're using to create some sort of change in your patient. And the third core principle is product. There are so many products on the market in Australia and really we need to base our judgment on the science on, you know, the pharmaceuticals that are involved and obviously making sure that they're TGA listed and so forth. But these are the three principles. The next thing that you need to look for when you're looking at moving into this space is finding an education provider that is based on science. So whether it be um, my academy at Dermal Distinction Academy or whether it be another provider, what you could or what you should be looking for is a educator that works in both the cosmetic injectable space but also in education because to understand the cosmetic injectable space your educator should be working in it they will have real life experience of what patients are asking for you know some of the principles and practices that you need to put into place and this is so important in becoming successful the final piece of information, I guess, is that once you've completed your initial journey, and unfortunately, often these, you know, when you start entering into this space, some of the courses are quite short. So you need to ensure that your education provider goes above and beyond. And what I mean by that is that you should have some mentorship after. If you have a question, you need to be able to have someone that you can ask that question um, two, and get an answer that is, again, based on ethics, is based on responsibility, best um, science, and also, again, anatomy, technique, and product. Really important. It's an exciting space. You need to make sure that when you're moving in, your why matches, you know, what you want to achieve in your career path because I find that once you step into this space, it's a uh, it's a huge area and you need to have an education uh, provider to support you in this space and um, provide you with ongoing mentorship. And uh, that's probably one of the funnest things, if that's a word, funnest things that I find with um, Dermal Distinction Academy is that once we have practitioners that graduate, I get to see their journey and be a little part of that and have a real positive impact on their career and seeing them confident and watching their results. For me, that's also my why, why I keep doing this. At every level, ongoing education and networking within the cosmetic injectable space is so important to your success in this cosmetic medicine branch of, of medicine. I was invited to be part of the Non-Surgical Symposium Scientific Committee, which means that I'm on the inner circle of what's happening both here in Australia and also globally. I'll get to bring you inside information 
from the latest um, products and developments and also scientific uh, techniques and treatments that are available on the Australian market. It's so important that when we're moving into cosmetic medicine that we stay at the forefront of what's available and what we can achieve and different treatment options. So for me to be able to share that with you is so exciting in upcoming episodes. I look forward to giving you a continuing education in this space. I love being part of the Non-Surgical Symposium Scientific Committee. It's given me great joy in being able to share ideas and also to hear about the latest technology and developments both here and overseas from people that I respect and are mentors, but also me being able to give them feedback from the dental space as well. I don't need to tell you that the aesthetics industry is rapidly changing. There's been an explosion of different treatment options and an explosion of different pharmaceuticals that are coming onto the market. I look forward to sharing with you some of the latest insights and developments in this space, always keeping ethical approaches to our treatments as the forefront and always keeping those scientific developments as the basis of where we take both the clinical offerings that we give to our patients, but also looking at the education space and keeping ourselves at the forefront of the latest developments. The Dermal Distinction podcast is all about bringing you the confidence to come forward as a cosmetic injector. This episode was about you getting to know me so that you'll be able to reach out to me at any point via social media. You can message me about any particular items that you'd love me to cover or to discuss. I think that when we're looking at being cosmetic injectors, sometimes it can be a really lonely place where we feel isolated. I know that when I first began, I felt isolated. And so what I'm hoping to bring you with each episode is a deep dive into a particular area of interest in the cosmetic injectable space. I'd like to break down the ethics behind our decisions, the treatment options, and let's look at the, you know, the science and the technique and products that are going to bring you the best information and also bring out the best confidence that you can have in yourself because I want to make you a success. So I'm hoping that if you have any questions, feel free to message me. I love to connect with people and I want to share my journey and I'd love for you to share your journey with me because what I'm hoping is that we'll have a real community of listeners and also of injectors where we're creating real magic for our patients and success in our clinical life. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Dermal Distinction. The conversation continues over on my Instagram at Dermal Distinction Academy, where I encourage you to connect with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. 